Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. I recently spoke with Tim Harrison, the engineering lead at Angoka's Belfast site. Angoka is a cybersecurity and secure communication startup. It has recently been selected for multiple accelerator programs and is currently hiring for Belfast-based cybersecurity roles. Tim discusses with me the company's growth plans, how they've been getting on in lockdown, and provides advice to other local startups hoping to grow and get onto similar programs. Yeah, well, first of all, I wanted to talk about, it was announced in January this year that uh, Angoka, you guys set up your cybersecurity headquarters in Belfast. Uh, Why did you choose the three city? Yeah, great question. Um, So during the initial development of the technology underlying uh, the solutions that we provide, um, the the co-founders were based in in London. And during that process, they worked very closely with uh, Queen's University CSET. And through that engagement and getting to know the Belfast area, and the type of things that were going on, and the type of people that there were based here. Uh, they were very keen to set up the development center here for that uh, knowledge um, in, in security and cybersecurity for the local talent. And the fact that Belfast is fast becoming or already has become um, one of the, uh, the world centers for cybersecurity and cybersecurity research. Yeah, and I know obviously we've touched on it there a wee bit, Angoka. Uh, works in cybersecurity, but uh, can you get just a general overall background of what it is the company does for those that don't know about uh, your services? Yeah, sure. So uh, we focus on securing machine-to-machine communication, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very broad description, um, but it can cover a wide range of things, but the type of things that we have been working on um, and researching and starting to, to provide as a, as a product, as a service to customers, Uh, range from uh, vehicles, so protecting in-vehicle networks, so the networks that operate within a car um, to allow it to do all the intelligent stuff that it does and securing those networks internally. Mm -hmm. Also moving that outside the vehicle to looking at how connected and autonomous vehicles are going to operate whenever they um, really start to come in over the next number of years. Um, They're going to have to um, have wireless links to infrastructure, they're going to have to talk to the road, they're going to have to talk to each other, they're going to have to talk to traffic lights, motorway gantries, um, and that's another a whole attack surface for connected autonomous vehicles, uh, external wireless network that everything has to be connected to. Um, securing that is a big um, issue, a big problem, big discussion, um, and some of the UK government is focusing very heavily on, because obviously if you manage to find an exploit or something that's operating in those systems, you can potentially you know, take down autonomous vehicles at a regional or, or even national level. So at that point, it becomes critical national infrastructure. So previously vehicles you know, were never seen in that way, um, but all of a sudden when you have these connected and autonomous vehicles using these, these uh, massive uh, wireless networks, that's what they become. They become a piece of um, critical national infrastructure. So part of what we're looking at now um, is securing that network. That's sort of on the future mobility and connected vehicles front. 
and we're also looking at how we can apply our technology to industrial systems mm. and industrial environments and um, initially looking at uh, legacy um, industrial equipment and industrial machines so large expensive machines that are difficult to change very expensive to change maybe very bespoke to what they're doing and also you can't easily replace because they're part of a production line and they're running 24 7. how do you update that with the latest security so part of what we're looking at doing and developing is creating um, a system or a box that we can install to the communications within that machine in order to give it um, the latest cybersecurity. Yeah, and how many people do you have then working in the, in the Belfast headquarters at the minute? Uh, so at the minute there's five of us. Um, so we really started here in uh, September, October last year mm -hmm. in the Catalyst building at Titanic Quarter. Uh, we started with myself and then uh, two other firmware engineers. Um, during lockdown, we've taken on another firmware engineer um, and also an embedded software engineer. So there's now five of us. And you know, as you will know, we're, we're looking out for another uh, five people. We're going to be pushing out for another five people this month. Yeah, but that's amazing that you're able to, to still, you know, want to be able to recruit and onboard during you know what what is quite an unfortunate time for other sectors because it does sound like the work you're doing is incredibly important and it's it's a lot for for five people to be taken on yeah absolutely um but that startup um we, we try and do as much possible with uh with as little resources and as few people as uh, as you can um i mean obviously that determines the type of person that we look at and we look for people who are really driven and motivated um, and can think about things in a different way um, in order to get things done more effectively. Um, I think part of the expectation is uh, when people are joining a startup that they're going to be working 19, 20 hour days. And that's very, not, that's very much not what it's about, but it's about doing things in a different way, uh, about doing things more efficiently, about managing the, the balance, the mix between, um, between process in order to, to do things effectively. So um, that's very much startup and very much the approach that we're taking. And yeah, in terms of lockdown, um, I think that's had an impact on everybody. Um, and I think there are very few people that would say overall it's been a positive thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for us, we've been very positive about it in terms of adapting uh, to that new environment and in terms of um, what we do and indeed continuing with recruitment um, throughout and and beyond and again that's something trying to see the positives and things um we're very much taken as an opportunity uh, because there are more people um uh, more candidates on the market and good candidates on the market and we see that as an opportunity to uh, to get that talent yeah 100 percent. and even just with that positive mindset that you were saying you know as a small startup, you you guys have had lots of positive successes in recent months. Um, just have some facts here, like you were named in the top 10 list of the inaugural Northern Ireland's Tech 50 by Business Cloud. Um, what what does it take to be named one of the, the top 10 tech firms in the country? And what did you you know think whenever you heard that news? Uh, well, obviously, we're, we were very, very excited. Uh, <laughs> we were ecstatic. It was, it, it's great to have... Um, you know, that kind of external recognition. Um, it really helps to, to, to drive us forward and make us think uh, we're, we're, we're doing something right. So 
uh, yeah, we're absolutely ecstatic and excited to, to hear the news. Um, in terms of what we had to do, I mean, myself and our senior management team, uh, who are the co-founders, um, are very, very active in terms of trying to involve ourselves in the, in the local ecosystem, um, both from a tech point of view and from a uh, security point of view. Um, again, as part of, sort of our strategy for dealing with um, lockdown, the, the senior management team decided that because they weren't going to be uh, traveling as much in order to see um, lots of the companies that, that we're having discussions with, um, that they would undertake uh, several accelerator programs. So part of um, uh, what's got us onto, onto that list and got the recognition is being able to get onto these accelerator programs. And that was something that uh, the senior management team were able to do during lockdown because they weren't traveling. We were able to focus on applying to um, and getting on to these, these competitive accelerators um, and, and very well known accelerators. So I think uh, doing those and engaging with the, the local ecosystem um, and obviously, um, as I mentioned before, um, continuing recruitment um, throughout everything um, helped help towards uh, securing us onto, onto that list. Yeah, well, that was the next uh, point that I was going to come on to that, you know, Angogo was chosen to be part of the Seraphim Capital Space Camp Investment Accelerator, which yeah. is amazing because I think every tech firm, you know, has that dream that they want their technology to be and their innovations to be used in space. <laughs> um, and you've been selected even more recently to be part of this year's National Cybersecurity Center Cyber Accelerator. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but, but this is it as well, you know, you, you just sort of explained, you know, how do you get onto the accelerators, you know, um, the senior management team had that little bit more time. Um, in terms of competitiveness, you know, how competitive is it, you know, can you give us an idea and, you know, what do the accelerators actually entail once that you do get onto them? Sure, sure. I mean, the other one to mention there is, is the Tech Nation Cyber Program mm -hmm. uh, and Tech Nation um, organization within the UK um, it's an extremely useful organization uh, and their local representative a guy called Gary Davidson um, has been um, very helpful to us throughout our journey mm -hmm. um, and so that was another that was the third major uh, accelerator cyber accelerator program that we had we had been on and um, as well as as you mentioned the Seraphim uh, Space Camp and the NCSC uh, cyber accelerator these are all competitive programs, so it's not just filling an application form and, and you get admitted. And um, taking, for example, the Seraphim Space Camp, there were over 200 applicants globally for that um, for that particular accelerator, and there was only five five companies chosen uh, for the cohort that we were in. So it is very very competitive. You guys are in that many accelerators now. It's hard for me to keep up. Gary's <laughs> great as well. Too. I know. Well, no. We've done them. We've done them sequentially. So we did Technation, and then we did Space Camp, and then we did um, NCSC. But that was part of the strategy for lockdown, where if all these accelerators are going remote, um, and you can do them remotely, um, then it it means you can you know, certainly the senior management team who aren't now traveling a lot can focus on can focus on doing these. So that was very much part of our um, part of our COVID lockdown strategy, so to speak. What advice would you give to, you know, startups that are even at earlier stages than you guys in, in terms of applying for accelerators or even just 
getting started and trying to scale their businesses in general um, within the tech scene in Northern Ireland, for example, you know, do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to part with for anyone in that position? Yeah, well, I think in terms of the accelerators, I think the thing that has served us very well is knowing and understanding um, which accelerators are the ones to target. Um, so there are many, many, many um, scale-up startup accelerators. Um, some run independently, some run through organizations, and some run through companies. Um, but it's not to say that they all provide the same benefits, and it's not to say that they're all suitable for everybody. Um, so rather than applying for the nearest one or the one you've heard of or the one that sounds right, um, doing a bit of research, a bit of background, uh, speaking to people, people like Gary, um, who understand uh, the accelerator ecosystem, which ones might apply for your idea, for your business. Um, very important. Um, also in terms of what level they're pitched at. So there are different accelerator programs for, for different stages of the, the startup journey. Um, there's no point applying for, for one that at the end of it, it's aiming to get you uh, Series A VC funding. Whenever you've, you've got an idea in your very, very early stage, you know, pre-seed funding. So I think knowing the right accelerator program, having spoken to people, having done a bit of research and a bit of reading, and also picking the right accelerator program for the, the, where you are in your startup journey. Yeah. And then the other thing I just wanted to touch on is, you know, you guys obviously specialize in cybersecurity and with everything that's going on in the world now, you know, like we were saying, everyone's working remotely. Uh, they're working from their own sort of home broadband, their own computers. Uh, there are a lot of different sort of online scams that have been going around uh, with the pandemic too. You know, how important is cybersecurity in today's world, uh, both personally and for businesses? Again, as you know, yourself um, and your listeners will be aware, you know, cybersecurity is, um, it's always been important, but it, it hasn't always been addressed, hasn't always been given the attention that, 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 that it should be. Um, and over the last sort of five years, um, you know, it's really come to the forefront. Um, you know, cybersecurity breaches and attacks such as Garmin recently, mm -hmm. um, you know, are, are, are now front page news. Um, and the fact that um, you know, ransomware attacks um, and other such attacks target consumer type of devices, it now comes to the, the forefront of everybody's mind, even whenever they go to buy a product. And, um, you know, whenever somebody goes to buy their next um, navigation device, their next um, fitness device, are they going to have a, a second thought about a particular company because they've been subject to an attack? Um, so it's not just that it's becoming more uh, important, it's always been important. It's not just that it's becoming more um, uh, aware or companies are becoming more aware. It's not just that IT professionals, network professionals are becoming more aware. It's actually pushing through into the consumer space where consumers are making choices about um, products based on you know what they've heard or what they see in the news as the susceptibility of a particular company to um, to those kind of attacks. So it's really becoming the forefront of everybody's mind right right the way through uh, through to the consumer. And in terms of lockdown and people working from home more, that then pushes it forward even more. So you know now all of a sudden everybody working from home is their own IT network administrator mm -hmm. responsible for their own network. And that comes with um, with its own set of challenges. I mean, very early days for us, but um, a 
a lot of the discussions that we are having at the minute is around 5G um, and 5G and fifth generation mobile communications and 5G security um, and how to enhance, enhance that. Um, you know, the thought, the hope that when 5G comes along um, is that everything will be 5G and you won't need Wi-Fi in your house to then go to your telephone line, to then go to your landline and 5G will be prevalent enough, uh, fast enough, available enough um, to run everything on. Um, so some of those early discussions we're having with um, uh, with providers of 5G help enable um, would help to enable that happen. That's it for this week's episode of TechCrack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.